Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sam Elliott, 64, and welcome to the Robocast. I'm joined alongside... Uh, Steve the American Killjoy. And World of Woodrow. And we are joined by a guest for the seventh episode of BattleBots 2020, or is it 21 at this point? I'm so confused. Anyway, guests, <laughs> introduce yourself, sir. Hey, I'm Will from Will uh, from Will's Hypershock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Will from Will. <laughs> yeah, I'm Will from Will Bales and his Hypershock thing. Cool. <laughs> um, Will, an absolute pleasure to be able to speak to you. You have, I think it's fair to say, one of our fav- like favorite looking machines in the entire competition. It's just it stands out like a sore thumb because oh, it's so it's so bright and it's, it's... so wonderful. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's the prettiest sore thumb. Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> Well, everyone had such. Yeah, everyone else has black T-shirts and uh, you know black or silvery robots, and we said, okay, how do we stand out? And Neon yellow, <laughs> bright yellow, and obnoxious colors was was the go-to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, you've been with BattleBots now for the last five seasons. You've been in every reboot season. Um, yeah. Like, what is it that keeps you bring, coming back? And obviously, you build a new machine every year. Like, what is it that really drives you to come back every year? Uh, we're gluttons for punishment. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's fun. Uh, the whole reason we started doing it was because it was fun. And we, we actually started back in elementary school, Tyler and I. Uh, and we built them through, you know, when starting at like age 12 all the way through the end of high school, 18. Um, and, and we just enjoyed doing it. So when the show came back, uh, it was an opportunity to, to reconnect with, with old classmates, old friends, and, and start doing the fun stuff again. And uh, we've kind of vowed to keep doing it as long as it's still fun. Which clearly is at the moment, because it's it's been a good season. I've I've been enjoying it, absolutely. Um, Speaking of the season, I think we do have to talk about um, your first fight a little bit before we we crack on with this episode. Uh, We got to. What what happened (laughs) against Gruff? Because there just seemed to be... I don't know what it was, but it, it, it didn't flow. Hypershock has this nice flow yeah. when, it, when it drives around the arena. It's very smooth. And it didn't seem right. So l- let me back back up three months before that. Yeah. Um, so filming uh, was October 2nd through 15th mm-hmm. uh, in, in Long Beach, California. June 22nd through September 5th, I was in Denmark. Uh, for work uh, I was only supposed to go for two weeks but two weeks turned into three months uh, so I was out of town meanwhile BattleBots was discussing maybe doing something in late July uh, maybe early August late August um, early September and, and it just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing so no one worked on the robot at all uh, myself included um, and so originally when the the pandemic was starting to rear its ugly head in the US and uh, BattleBots decided to pull the plug um, for the time being March 18th or something like that. Uh, We just dropped everything. Uh, We left the workshop. We didn't go back. We kind of (laughs) just recuperated for a little bit and let our minds uh, recongeal. Um, But it meant that we weren't done. We weren't close to done. You know, teams like uh, Witch Doctor, for example, were far more uh, squared away and much more responsible. They had two robots ready in crates, sitting there waiting. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's just ridiculous. I've, that being that prepared for anything. Yeah. <laughs> so much to the effect that they decided, I'll just we'll just go to BattleBots. Why not? We were like we were unsure if we were going to go. Like, yeah, we'll just pick up and go. That's what we exactly. heard anyway. <laughs> yeah, and and they they loved rubbing it in our face, <laughs> reminding us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have robots that are ready. And you don't. We didn't have to finish CAD. Did you not think, uh, oh, can I borrow one of yours and paint it bright yellow? <laughs> we, we seriously considered a, a oh, grand no robot heist. Oh, wow. <laughs> we had the codes to get into their um, their workshops. Oh, <laughs> really? my God. <laughs> the scheming begins. Yeah. Oh. So, like, August 6th, um, sometime around there, BattleBot said, all right, we're going to do it. And Discovery agreed, we're going to try to film in, in October. And so I'm abroad. And I'm sitting in this tiny little hotel with my laptop, like just catting away all night. <laughs> That's why we ended up with weird things like dinosaurs in the robot. <laughs> right. Delirium. Um, and so I was catting to, to beat the band. Uh, Tyler and some other teammates were in Miami starting to do CAD and, and just get parts and start to build things as fast as possible. My brother, Max, flew in and uh, was in charge of getting all the sheet metal parts made. So in the course of it was about four weeks, not even a month, from uh, September 5th to October 2nd. We finished the CAD, made, made all the parts, and started to, to assemble it. Um, so we were behind the eight ball, to say the least, which is par for the course. <laughs> but um, but we weren't exactly firing on all cylinders. Uh, then the day before we flew out, we still had a crate full of stuff um, that we still had to get out there. Um, BattleBots provides uh, shipping for the responsible teams. Um, to, it's like two weeks out, a week and a half out, which is great. And it's free um, as long as you can afford to, to sit around twiddle your thumbs for a month and a half or a week and a half. Um, we could not. That's, 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 that's <laughs> so, not I mean, so, you have, you have um, form for building your robot on site, but... <laughs> right, exactly. It's so, more extenuous than more, like other circumstances. Yeah, so so the day before we were supposed to film, um, or supposed to fly out, uh, Thursday afternoon at like four o'clock, um, a freight truck came and picked up another thousand pound crate from us for overnight delivery, <laughs> which, as you can imagine, isn't exactly cheap. Um, <laughs> but we did it last year, and uh, it showed up the day the next day, so it was like. It was best. It was mm -hmm. you took all the stuff and just it appeared there, uh, and we had like thirteen check bags. It was insane. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, so we show up to BattleBots and crate's not there. We're like, that's weird, but it's fine. But it'll show up later today. Well, we start calling around, and around five o'clock Eastern time, uh, uh, California's three hours behind. Uh, basically, end of business day on uh, on this Friday, we finally get an email saying, hey. Um, well, there was an issue, and it got to Memphis. All all packages go to Memphis in the U.S., uh, so it got stuck in Memphis, and it was supposed to get on a plane, but the plane was too heavy, and you guys threw the short straw, so it didn't exactly get to L.A., uh, but it'll probably be there Monday. Have a great weekend, bye. And we're like, because <laughs> <laughs> our first fights are supposed to be Monday. Um, right. So we got on the horn and we finally tracked it down and the crate had somehow actually made it to LA that, that afternoon. Wow. Um, and it was in a locked warehouse in Compton. Fun. So, so, yeah. <laughs> Logistics nightmares basically with, with this year. I mean, 
obviously I, I know the pandemic kind of helped with obviously preparation obviously you, you being in europe being stuck over here with like so much work to do and not enough time to do it not knowing i imagine if you'd get back in time like <laughs> it, it wasn't an ideal situation no that's no that's very fair so so saturday morning we successfully picked up the, the crate from from long uh from compton and so we finally had all our parts which were all the armor so uh, hypershock straight by straight out of compton yeah it's <laughs> most of hypershock all the electronics all the armor all the weapons uh all the wheels two of the chassis um, the main bits yeah most yeah. of the electronics you know some important stuff the, the robot, yeah, the robot. The robot. <laughs> so and, and gruff was right next to us in the pit so they saw all this silliness going on um and all our panics so going into the gruff fight we were building the robot for the first time with now a day and a half less <laughs> oh and i forgot um the week before we were supposed to fly out um tyler my right hand man other you know serious engineer the only real serious engineer on the team um uh he broke his ankle wow uh, riding an electric bike outside taking a break and so instead of going to BattleBots with us, and he was in charge of the self-writing mechanism, um, he, he was going into surgery instead. So he didn't make it to filming. Oh, my God. So, so we show up Friday, uh, the, the, the first day of, of filming, with um, a thousand pounds of missing parts, um, a, a, a man down, and a self-writer that's not finished because he was finishing it when he hurt himself so he, he couldn't finish it in time so, so, so yeah and then we go fight a lifter yeah as, as you would of course um yeah i mean that's a pretty good explanation as to why the, the fight didn't, didn't quite go to plan with gruff but uh yeah. other than that i mean you know yeah, yeah. so, so the, yeah in short the, the the thing that really happened with the gruff fight was uh we were up against time and so the all the tuning parameters with the brushless motors are very finicky and of course, because we're hypershock, we're right at the ragged edge of what you can really do. So we're trying to get twice the speed out of uh, out of stuff that everyone else is. Um, which, when it works, is 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 great. But getting it there is is a struggle. So we go into that fight not having more than maybe five minutes of checking the motors and like getting things to work. Um, so the fact that it moved at all was a miracle. Mm -hmm. um, but the real reason that Hypershock stopped and just looked dead um, at the end of that fight was all the chains for the drivetrain and the weapon had come off. They'd come loose. So yeah. This is the first year that we were doing chains for drive on the inside and for the weapon. And in my hubris, thought, oh, well, we won't need tensioners. What could possibly <laughs> go wrong? Uh... <laughs> well, we made tensioners later that day. <laughs> right. Good deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, your next fight is against Bamford. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Um, yeah. But I suppose we should probably talk about the episode as a whole. Uh, we start off with two machines that have had, a, is it fair to say, a fairly rough run of form in Shredderator and Axe Backwards? Like, it Definitely. feels like... Understatement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've, they've, they've struggled to pick up wins here and there, which is, which is a shame because they both clearly have potential to, to do well. Yeah. It's just they, they can't... You know, do it when it counts, basically. Yeah. Brian has success a... on other shows, just not yeah. recent BattleBots. It's just a shame. Yeah. It is a shame. Um, this was a really good fight. I really enjoyed yeah. this. It was a this... good back and forth. It was yeah. 
really showing off what these two bots can do when they, you know, really properly properly work. Um, X backwards coming in with a wedge design, which was kind of inspired. Um, I, I it, obviously it didn't have axes at the back, but you know it worked. Um, Captain Generator was was riding up the wedge, bouncing off the drum and flying, and um, yeah, it it handled it reasonably well. Obviously, Captain Generator managed to get some quite critical hits in eventually sort of taking a wheel off but yeah. it was um really really solid effort from from Axe backwards definitely their strongest showing of late i think i think probably since 2018 when they won their their fight i mm. think like i haven't seen Axe backwards work that well since then yeah which is a shame because it's it's so wonderful but it's just it's it's had a rough run well kurt doesn't necessarily hold winning matches no, like of course the, the standard that you know he wants good fights so yeah. uh and entertaining fights but i was amazed at how careful and precise he was driving the, the dexterity that he showed in that match is a direct contrast to the flailing about that he normally <laughs> displayed <laughs> uh, maybe it was like a, a pride thing like you know he, did, he didn't want to like be the one with the biggest l you know like yeah. he, <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> Like the, these two, as I said, the, the records of Shredderator and backwards over the last couple of seasons has been fa- fairly poor. Yeah, you know, I think neither of them wanted to lose it, and it was it, it came up with a good fight, and it was it was great to watch. And then Captain Shredderator went and died at the end. <laughs> it, <laughs> it pulled, was, it pulled it a die, gigabyte. Just a, never, yeah. never, never stopped. died. It, it just it, it, it stayed it alive lived forever. <laughs> Well, once you start winning, you have to keep spinning. That's yeah, the, yeah. The, the conclusion of spin to win. Yeah, I was going to say he took it a little too far for spin to win, but hey, you know they what? They won and they kept spinning. Um, yeah. Wonder how long it spanned for. That is uh, forty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I know. So Invader had similar issues back in yeah. 2016, where they just and kept Gigabyte going, in that going, Rumble going, going, going. had yeah. to just sit there and spin forty it. minutes. <laughs> wow, it was, it was long. But uh, Greg Munson and Peter Abramson both came up to me uh, while we were standing there because our fight was like right after there. Um, and we were just sitting around and both of them said that it was the best fight that either of them had ever had. They loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was I can absolutely attest to that. They were both, you know, giving it as good as they got and they put on a good show. I and mean, that's what more can you ask for? You know, the, the pair of them, you know, I think Capital Rage, as, as you say, well, is probably seeking wins more than maybe Axe Backward is because obviously Kurt is more of an entertainer but rather than a competitive beast. I think Brian definitely is a competitive beast and, and wants to win. Um, yeah. Shred's now one on one. Where, where do we go from here? Like a win and suddenly they're in that conversation of bracket territory. Yep. Meanwhile, Witch Doctor's 0-2 rotators. I know. I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, no, you... Bunch of sandbaggers, man. They're going to get a low seed and they just uh... run the table. <laughs> Doing that, uh, that old um, double elimination strategy of going in the losers bracket and winning the whole thing that way. <laughs> uh, Big brain plays. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Let's yeah. move on to P1 and Copperhead. Nice to see P1 finally. Yeah. Um, mm. we've, wait, we've waited and we've waited. And it's a shame we didn't really get to see much of it in this fight because, I mean, Copperhead's just so good. <laughs> it's just yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they... good. P1 yeah. coming off of a win against um, Kronos, obviously untelevised, but we got to see brief highlights of P1 propping up a, their, their spinner um, against the wall, which was, you know, great to see the, the front hinge flipper work. Also great mm-hmm. to almost hear them use the term front hinge flipper. 
Um, <laughs> we had Hinge Flipper, which is, you know, it's an interesting Almost statement. There. Almost there. <laughs> Um, but you know, it is a hinge flipper. It is definitely a hinge yeah. flipper. There is a hinge. Flippers <laughs> do have hinges. Most certainly, yeah. Um, but yeah, no P one. Um, you know, it's a robot that it really looks good, and it it's nice mm. to see it get the form as well as function there. You know, in tandem, didn't necessarily get to see it in this fight, unfortunately. But um, Copperhead is a, a very different beast this year. Yeah, it seems so that they've ironed out just about everything that was going wrong with it last year. And uh, I mean, it looks like they pulled it out of out of hibernation with it being all rusty, but it sure doesn't look like it's picked up any of that just because it sat around. It's definitely looks like it's primed and ready for that bracket. Uh, I would be scared going up against that, honestly, because uh, it really hasn't shown any reason to for us to think that it, it'll just die. No, uh, you, you re- you're really going to have to punch that thing in the mouth to kill it. Two um, hit KOs on both gigabyte and now p1 as well yeah it's done uh, it in four hits so far yeah (laughs) i'll be be interested to see who their third fight is because i know at the end uh they call that black dragon so i'd really like to see that fight uh (laughs) that would be a good one yeah we'll see yeah absolutely i mean for for me i think one of the things that last season that hindered copperhead was I, I believe they had issues last season with like their their drum didn't they they had to cut something away i can't exactly remember yeah they were they uh their, their drum wasn't balanced when they that got it. it and they had to yeah. add a load of weld to one side and then shave it. it down to be balanced it was um quite the issue to have um but but this year i mean you know, they, they were just so dominant and, and p1 god bless it they, they got the big hit at the start and it's still going i'm thinking yeah okay come on i'll, I'll yeah. know that's it never mind um you know, you wait all season to get your fight on TV, and that's your, that's your lot. It's a bit of a shame, really, uh, for P1. I have to say, much more yeah, to add. Sometimes you have good seasons, sometimes you have bad seasons. This is this yeah. is true. This is true. Um, there's not much more to add to, to that. So let's. Yeah, it was switch. such a quick fight. Honestly. Yeah, it really. Was, it was two hits. I mean, what, what more can you say? Full <laughs> yeah. backflip. Impressive. Back. Yeah, it was a, yeah. a ten from the judges for sure. <laughs> um, fight three. A battle of two yeah. hammers, um, Beta and Rusty. Um, I don't know what they're thinking, to be honest with you. It's a complete mismatch of engineering. I mean, it's so strange. <laughs> Beta against the almighty god that is Rusty. You can't do that. It's Honestly. unfair to beat it. Exactly. It's just... They're going to lose. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all jokes aside. And the last fight, they didn't even use their hammers, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all jokes aside. Uh, <laughs> we didn't even know if it worked until today. It's a, it's a very odd situation. So the the beta rotator fight obviously was their third fight. Um, so the fact that it's <laughs> odd to think that at this point they have used their hammer, but they right. haven't used their hammer in the future past. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there it's... was a lot of mind belt mending to, uh, <laughs> to to make all that work. It was it was frustrating. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'll give Rusty credit. They didn't back down. David went straight in there and, and tried his best. Um, yeah. Ultimately, the, the quality, I think, of Beta just coming through and, you know, the drive power on that thing is just ridiculous. It was just pushing it with, you know, tank treads at the side as well, just pushing it like it was nothing. The hammer shots, okay, yes, the, the armor maybe on Rusty isn't the most, you know, high end and the strongest, but it's just, it, it split it. You know, yeah. you can't, you can't really ask for much more than that. And, um, I would have said like just a little bit more hammer, considering again, not to discredit Rusty, the caliber of opposition that they're fighting. Mm. You'd have thought they'd have gone 
you know, let's just make a show of it. Let's try and bash them up a little bit. But I can understand wanting to hold back and save more good hits for later. <laughs> oh, oh, and he said it. He said the and thing. He said, he, said, the thing. he said the thing. He said the thing. He said the thing. Yeah, it's, it's a very odd, odd set of matchups for for Beta this year. Uh, you got Rotator, which is probably you know one of the matches you maybe expect to see for a previous top eight. Bot, top four bot was it? I can't remember. It, was t- it went to it made it to the quarters. It lost the tombstone there. That's it. Um, so you expect to see it fighting the rotators, you know, the, the sort of mid to upper field robots. And then you have Rusty, who I suppose at this point they're one and zero, so technically undefeated, I guess. <laughs> but again, it's a, it's an odd one to put it up against. Perhaps a show of how much power Beta has Relative. more than a yeah a, a showing of an equal fight perhaps um but yeah it it, it felt very one-sided mm-hmm. um which was a no shame. one-sided going in honestly i mean we yeah. all love dave and we all love his robot but there's just no way he was going to come out on top of this he, i mean it, the, the only thing i think could have happened is that he could have got that little poker inside one of the little crevices at the top of beta if i don't know i mean that's the I, only thing that possibly could have happened i believe they but, were scared of that happening yeah mm. I, I, I would it totally be could have happened uh, yeah it totally could have happened and all how open it is on top it there was a real non-zero chance but yeah it's beta, so it's like, beta. yeah exactly. yeah i mean well yeah well how yeah go, go ahead sam I, I was gonna say i mean i think the way that the weapon of rusty kind of arcs as well it, it, the, the way that it kind of approaches from it's, it's almost vertical isn't it like it's most, you know you get a nice swooping motion from beta it's more of a yeah it's very much um, if you're in front of me i'm i'm yeah, yeah, it's straight Whereas down. Beta is, ha. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. It, like this, this is audio as well. Like you only like you're not going to see my hand motion. <laughs> you're not, you're not seeing my hands. hands. <laughs> but basically, like just take it's, it's the, way, the way that it hits is is it could have happened. It's um, sort of a yeah. ninety degree hit as opposed to a one eighty arc. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm going for there. Yeah. So, Steve, Will, how, how 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 would you uh how would you fight a beta? Saying if you had fought a beta, not saying Ooh. you have if you did. Um. Mm. I had to fight Beta. That's the problem because he's such a good driver, mm-hmm. and you're not going to win the ground game. I don't think. Certainly not us. Uh, we didn't even bother to try with Bloodshot this year. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's the same thing you say for everybody. Oh, I'm going to have to go to the side and and yeah, <laughs> just wait for a good hit and uh, <laughs> and do that thing. I'm, basically, what we did to the mammoth that would be the goal. Okay. Um, because that's all you can do. Yeah, okay. it, it is tough. And as you say, you know, Beta is so well driven, and John's done this for you know the past two decades at this point. You know, it's he's yeah. It's I amazing think... he's been around that long. There's a lot of drivers. There's there's a lot of people. As as the sport gets older, you see like man, those people have been around for quite some time. So mm-hmm. it's it's, not... it's more or less fighting the re- you're it, you're more fighting the driver than the robot. <laughs> it seems sometimes. Absolutely, and I think you know. Beta at two and zero. Oh, I mean, they're fairly much a shoe in for the bracket, aren't they? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, no, exactly. It doesn't matter how controversially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter how how we get there. It's just that we get there, right? Correct. So, fight number four. Will you talk naughty, naughty boy? <laughs> talk, talk, us, talk us through it. I mean. Obviously, Ugh. Mammoth won their first fight in very convincing style. Huge is no slouch. He's obviously you fought huge last year. Um, yeah, I thought that was one of the best fights that 
that I've ever seen. The mammoth yeah. huge. It was so I, I loved it. So good. I was laughing the whole time. Oh yeah. Amazing. So what was your strategy? How do you approach Mammoth? Because obviously you you mentioned you had technical issues and obviously issues getting the robot prepared as well. Like, what was the plan? Well, it's it's kind of, kind of like I was saying. You don't want to hit the front if you can help it. Um, and the only thing that we had on our side was speed because it sure as hell wasn't size. Um, so the plan was be patient. Um, I had been read the riot act by, by Michael lately, basically <laughs> saying, you need to be more patient, you idiot. You need to be more patient. <laughs> and so I just kept saying in my head, be patient, be patient, be patient. So I'm just doing circles and waiting for them yep. to mess up and waiting for them to like, okay, you know, okay, fine. I'll go the other way now and then go in. Cause it takes them long enough to spin around. And it uh, gives me an opportunity. Um, we got one hit in, got, the the uh, one of their little arms off the front, uh, and then it was a lot easier. I was surprised when we hit them straight on that it sent them flying in the opposite direction. We just mm. kind of stayed in place. I was mm-hmm. kind of taken aback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it worked. So it was so cartoonish as well, like the way it was just like backflipping over itself and flying into the, that far corner. It was, it was just so unusual. I mean, Mammoth is a robot cartoon, basically. It's, it is. It's a caricature of a battle bot. It's so great. I love it. <laughs> um, and obviously, you, you knocked off the, the front um, arms, and I, I imagine by that point, they're a little bit less stable. I think that's... The wheels are kind of positioned at the front of their main frame, but then it's kind of kept in balance by the by those arms, and obviously, right. they're gone. Yeah, once they start teetering a lot, then it's much harder to drive. And, and they're mm-hmm. geared fairly quickly, too. They're, they're, mm-hmm. They've got a, a serious drivetrain, so um, and Ricky's a great driver. But yeah, mm-hmm. once once it's flailing about all, all that, you know, it's, it gets harder. Especially when half of your, your flipping arm gets ripped off. Yeah, that doesn't help. Uh, yeah, you really buckled their arm pretty good. Um... <laughs> there were some big slices out of tubing. <laughs> I was watching the fight earlier on and I noticed sort of after the, the first sort of hits that the, the sort of flipper section of, of Mammoth was slightly bent in and sort of in, in its frame that when that final sort of charge came in, when it did go backwards, it then fully buckled and, and broke then. It was, it was interesting to see, you know, the, the sort of mechanics of that fight. It's always interesting to see how Mammoth sort of deals with different competitors it, it is so strange that you just wonder what it's going to do next and how it might you know sort of have failure modes or how it's staying together we saw in the huge fight they had massive gashes out of uh, their tubing and yet it managed to stay in one piece just um yeah so it was it was very peculiar and it was a shame i think ricky was disappointed to see that the, the chain of the uh the, the sort of flipping mechanism had gone because mm-hmm. they had a lot of issues with that previously yeah yeah but uh i think at that point we were you know they were upside down on top of us we were stuck there by the way yeah definitely how how nervous were you that you you just couldn't get out and just thought oh well is that it (laughs) mortified because this is a a result of you know still our our driving keeping issues that we were having Mm -hmm. so we were their weight was on top of us and that was enough to just stop it all together another caveat of brushless motors yeah so but when then, they can finally like wiggle a motor and, and yeah, get out and, <laughs> and then you escaped. 
And then came the full send. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. going to say. So, well, I'm assuming that wasn't intentional. Let's just clear that up. Like, I'm, absolutely not. They talked about it a little later. Where the, uh, uh, that, that was my favorite part of the episode too, where, the, where, where they got the mammoth guys out by did the parking your, lot, and you have Kurt drop up. Like, did they get the tag number? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole episode. It was so good. So, yeah. So we're we're sitting there in the middle of the arena, looking at them weapons at full speed and i'm trying to get ricky's attention because in previous years we're in that booth but there's a screen you can look at each other and you can go hit the other guy if you need to um but there's a giant plexiglass wall because of covid so we couldn't get their attention uh and so i'm like flailing my arms like trying to get their attention and finally you know hand wave some amount and like another one and they're like yeah (laughs) And, and i'm like okay with the um, follow-on important detail of just don't hit the battery box, but I couldn't hear anything. Yep. So another limitation uh, of that wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. To be uh, fair, so, so you... I line up and I'm like, okay, well, what do I hit? Because there's not a whole lot to hit on me. That's mm, one of the things yeah. is you look kind of for the biggest visual mass, which happens to be the battery box. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, and also, when we backed into the screw, our rear left wheel got um, tweaked in. There was a bit of a toe in, I mentioned in the post. Yeah, you were saying at the end of the fight there was something like that happened. Yeah, which meant that I was driving towards the left. I was um, veering left um, what in a straight line. So <laughs> I think I was lining up to hit the wheel, which I'm not sure they would have appreciated either. Yeah. Um, hey, they asked for a hit, and also <laughs> apparently you're not fully to blame. Everything else. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, so I start going for the wheel, and it like goes just enough to the side that it hits the one thing I'm not supposed to hit. Uh, and then all mm. the magic smoke comes out, and we're like, oh no, we did the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just kept going and going, and it was. This was, you know, like a fight or two after the uh, the, the axe backwards shredderator fight, so there was already a delay there uh, mm-hmm. that evening. And then Mammoth starts smoking for a long time, and then they take it outside and it just keeps smoking for probably the better part of an hour. So wow. we, we felt bad. <laughs> Possibly, <Pardon me. laughs> if you're gonna aim for, as you said, there's not a lot to hit on Mammoth. So if they've asked you to turn them back over. You're gonna aim for the biggest surface area, aren't right. you? Right. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah, it, our discs are so sharp um, mm. on purpose, um, but we we like to cut through things instead of you know hit and throw. So I think a you know a, an uppercut ish more uh, type weapon or or even a, a witch doctor weapon would probably do a better job of grabbing a tangled mess of tubes and throwing it and mm. maybe getting them over. But it wouldn't work for us. It would just cut right through. Okay. I was going to say, I was, I was kind of hoping, not in like a sadistic kind of way, that like mid-interview you kind of had the fire a la Chompalot in Robot Wars a few years ago. Like, just, you're talking, talking just to you in, in the background. Yeah. Oh, oops. Oh, yeah, the robot's on fire, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh, it, was, it was on fire pretty well, smoking a mm. lot very yeah. quickly. Chemical batteries. You'd have them. It is a win, though. Yeah. I'll take it. One and one. one. And one. You know, you kind of, again, in that kind of mid-pack conversation of, you know, winning, you're in, a loss, and it's it's possible, but it's not guaranteed. Yeah, I'm in rusty territory. I mean, in the presence of a god. I mean, come on. Um, 
Like, where, like you guys are a mess. At, <laughs> at this point, where did you like? Did you feel co- quite confident going forward? Did you think that you had enough in you to go to go further? We knew the robot had the potential. All right, even in the the gruff fight, we felt like we were doing well, mm. um, and we had lots of opportunities. But the drivetrain was holding us back, and obviously, losing your chains and sitting there dead in the water doesn't help. No. Um, this was better. Um, but it, it still wasn't right. No, it wasn't perfect yet. Um, so we were hopeful. We knew that the robot could withstand it for the most part. But who did they put you up against? Was Gruff the hard robot? Was Mammoth the hard robot? Or is the hard robot yet to come? We shall find out in due yeah. course, I'm sure. Um, um, the, the trailer divers amongst you may already know the next matchup, I think. <laughs> there, there, there is a there is <laughs> There is a hotel there. If you want to go and find it, by all means, go and find it. But obviously, we can't talk about it here. Yes. Due to um, many NDAs, we'll get slapped down <laughs> very quickly. Um, let's talk about Fight 5 before we get in trouble, um, okay. which is Sporkanok and Sub-Zero. I'm a bit surprised. I, yeah, this is not a shot against Sporkanok at all. I'm a no. bit surprised that they didn't give Sub-Zero like, a proper challenge. Mm-hmm. Because... Again, this is not a shot of Smoke because it's a wonderful no. thing. And I, I, it's a seeding thing. Like when yeah. like now, like what if Sub Zero wins this fight and they do end up winning this fight, obviously, but yeah. where do you put them now that two and one? Yeah. Like the their wins are against Sporkanok and Grabot, which thus far neither have got a win. Mm-hmm. I would have thought they'd have put them against like a, at least like a a one and one kind of level machine. Like this is their third fight. You know, they've won two. Mm. And or is this an instance where this technically was their first or second good it was impressive though sub-zero i mean you know they, they could only beat the opposition that's in front of them and they did mm. exactly that they they threw them around the arena i think they wanted to get them out it didn't quite happen this time no they got close on a couple of occasions i think I what if... they did throw out though they threw out their own uh pneumatics <laughs> yeah they, they were just they didn't care <laughs> just like fine, we'll just carry on flipping. It worked, arguably better. Yeah, <laughs> they had more range of motion. <laughs> it was honestly incredible. Like the, the, I was surprised that it kept working because you, you've seen it in in previous, particularly in Robot Wars, where you know the pneumatics goes bang and there's nothing. You know, you can't flip. It's just it's just a wedge at that point or whatever. Sport again. again, for example, many many years ago. <laughs> um, Sub Zero just kept going. It's, it doesn't care. It's carried over that trait of being very difficult to to kill i hmm. feel like I, I know it didn't work entirely against uh jackpot earlier in the season but it, it, it still has that reputation to me at least where mm-hmm. you're probably gonna have to do some serious damage and knock it out if you're gonna yeah. Yeah. do carbide level damage yeah. i mean, or, I mean uh, cobalt cobalt lever damage this, yeah. this is the us yeah. not the uk yeah. it, it's worth saying that sub-zero's first match against jackpot wherever that may have come in the season um you know, it was still a good showing from them. They were doing well in that fight, and it's just a shame that they cut exactly. out. So mm-hmm. it it was, it's still a robot to be sort of, not to take lightly. Yes, they may have sort of weaker wins than some other teams, but they're still wins on the board, and they are still like a reasonably good loss. Um, you know, better than than some losses we've seen in the past. Cobalt Duck comes to mind as as a utter thrashing but still won it um yeah mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's still a reasonably good good set of results for for sub-zero and you know they they are a flipper in amongst a field of not many of them 
they have yeah. the ability to throw your robot out of the arena or turn you over at a point where you can't self-write. So, you know, there, there's something to, you know, sort of, I think in a field where there aren't many flippers, it's definitely something to look out for in the, in the round of 32. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they want some parity, like, like, like some, uh, a, a good blend of robots. If you like, you'd like, you're going to pick the, uh, maybe the best flipper, you know, that would be nice mm. uh, in a, in a, in a field of a lot of kinetic energy. And we've talked about that many times. Uh, where we have to have like a good a good representation, I guess, of robots in the bracket. Mm -hmm. I mean, it depends on what the selection committee wants to see uh, in the in the end. But uh, I'd be curious to see if they make the bracket who they who they end up go, going up against. Because I really think they could they could uh, they could do something. They could mm. really they could and be of course, a thorn. They they have at least used their flipper in every single fight they've been in. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they have indeed, unlike certain other teams. Um, 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 well, obviously, you fought uh, Sporkanok in the Bounty Hunters. Obviously, we can't talk too much about that at the moment. It's still main season time. But um, how do you rate Sporkanok in terms of a, a first-time entry? Um, it's a first-year robot with um, you know very small budget, really short build time frame. Mm -hmm. um, they were going to actually build a kinetic flipper um you know with a, with a flywheel and you know, flip system but mm -hmm. quickly realized that that just wasn't in the cards uh with yeah. the time and the budget so uh they pivoted to uh to the lifter and spork hammer um mechanism uh, and lily for the most part was working on it by herself she had some team uh named liz and the other nick um uh but it, it was kind of a one-person show and um, for, for a good portion of it, and, and not with big budgets, not really with big sponsors or anything. Mm -hmm. So um, good to get there, but I, I have mixed feelings about letting in a whole bunch of the new robots that found out in like late August. Yeah, because it's it's it. it's very tough because you're going to put these robots in front of eyes and then people are going to judge and be like, oh, this team's not any good, this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. uh, right. You know, and it's, it's not fair to them. Setting them up for failure. Yeah. In the middle of yeah. a pandemic. Yeah. You know? Like like throwing a first year quarterback fresh out of college, throw them into the game and have them get smashed. So. Right. Yeah, let's throw them into the Pro Bowl and see how they do. Yeah. Yeah. You are right, because obviously, you know, for example, take yourself. Obviously, you found out quite late. You had all the, the, the difficulties. Obviously, you have a lot of good connections. You've had, you know, sponsorship throughout the years, and they're obviously going to support you at fairly short notice. Whereas Sporkanok, bless them, they they didn't really have that kind of reputation going with them. So, right, they're so starting from scratch. Exactly, yeah. it's very difficult. I I, I do agree. Like, it's 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 a shame because you know they they did they put a good show against Rusty. Obviously, we we saw them flip them over. A bit unfortunate. They kind of uh, I think the one side drive kind of died, didn't it, in that fight? Yeah, but. You know they got some air miles with Sub Zero, which is which is always good fun. And you know they got to go to Battlebots, which is yeah, again this is an ex this is more experience. The number one goal they got to the yeah, show, exactly. and, and yeah. that was achieved. Yeah, absolutely. Well, two of the teams that got to the show were Tracer and Balespear in uh, fight number six. Uh, they both had a fight cut. I think Tracer was fighting Hijinks, uh, which Hijinx yeah. won, and Balespear fighting. Remind me, Gemma, you go know this one. Deadlift. Deadlift. Deadlift yep. The I'm finally guys. got to see Deadlift. We've seen them on the screens. I think they've gotten kind more. Of? They've gotten more opera box screen time than I think yeah, any definitely. other. In their fight time, I, <laughs> I think know. they're making it up to them or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame too because Deadlift. Uh, for those that have seen Bounty Hunters, will know that Deadlift is quite a cool robot. It is yeah. a good, fun little thing. Um, there was, again, there wasn't much of a fight here between Tracer and Balespear. We got to see Tracer 
Tracer's Minibot do its thing, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. It did its thing. Um Needle. Didn't really get a chance to fight. Yeah. No, it it had its barn door ripped off and then uh you know, Tracer Tracer did manage to do something I wasn't expecting from it, which was sort of do what Cobalt did really well last year in popping a robot up and then hitting the underside really well. Um it was it was fascinating to see that that was how Tracer attacks. Um, we haven't really, other than the first hit on Ribot in their first fight, we haven't really got to see what Tracer does. So it was it was a really good showing from them to see, you know, that Tracer works like this, and, and you know it it worked really well. The mini bot, as you said, Steve, um, yeah, it, it managed to get under and immobilize Balespear so that Tracer could come in and give it give it some welly. Yeah, it really makes it. me curious. It really makes me curious to see what like a tracer two or a retracer, if they could call it that, that'd be all right. Um, <laughs> it would be neat to see if it comes back and, and what kind of improvements that they make. Obviously, they need a self writer. We've seen pictures well, they, of it. They did mention, didn't they, in, in the yes. um, post fight interview? I think they said, you know, just get the stream back on it next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of those things where I think that because they were due to come next year, that was that what they were building yeah. for. Then the delay kind of helped them out and brought them in early. But... How about two months? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's another it's another instance of quick turnaround. Uh first team technically, even though he has experience with BattleBots before that we heard about in this episode as yeah. well. So I mean I mean a lot's changed since he last fought. So <laughs> um, last no farm again in this time. No. No well no, there was there was a farm again when when they were walking in. No Farmageddon from the robot itself. No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they, they were taken around the back and shot, weren't they? That's what <laughs> um, Tracer now at one and two. It's a bit of an ask, I think, for them to get in the bracket. Um, what do you boys think? Uh, Given their opponents, they've had hijinks and ribot. They're two yeah. machines, but yeah, I think. I don't know. Nothing is impossible this year. If this year has taught me anything, <laughs> nothing is impossible. Anything is likely to happen. Say a, say happen. a robot low, low, lower on the seedings ends up not being able to make the bracket, like for some technical reason, mm. then it's possible. Uh, but other than that, I really don't think it, this is their time. And they'll come back next year, maybe, and with improvements and we'll bit more see. knowledge. <laughs> yeah. yeah this year's strength of schedule matters much more than your actual record. Yes. So. Yeah. That's a, that's a primer for the top 32 so don't be lord okay exclusives over here let's go <laughs> I recently created a days without controversy poster and I can see we're going to have to use it uh, <laughs> uh, well there's nothing controversial about these main event this week which is no. Whiplash and Gruff um, driving excellence by yeah. Matt Vasquez I, I don't think there's much more I need to say other than that it, it was the thing that is illustrated to me just how good Matt is at driving was the, the last kind of 20, 30 seconds where Gruff is in that corner and it just he just does not give him an inch to breathe. No, he's, you, he's you, trying. He's trying to get up. It's like somebody who has stood over you and you're trying to stand up and he's just pushing you back down again every time. Right, um, and this is this is like a... This is showing a certain robot that you don't need a frame that's 12 feet long to keep somebody <laughs> in the corner. You can or actually, you can actually be aggressive in doing it. Indeed. Exactly. And use your weapon and do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um get too carried away, but yeah. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we love you. Sorry, the hot really. flush came back on. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, um, I'm a yeah. pot stirrer. I can't help it. I, have, I, I was a bit surprised that um, that Gruff didn't kind of repair. Like It, it seemed mm. they didn't repair, repair their fight after yourself, Will, because they, they didn't have the wedge lit on and they didn't 
have the forks on the floor. Was that a weight issue? Do you know? I think it was a weight issue. I'm not sure. Uh, so the following is total conjecture. Uh, but yeah. they, they did have both fire pods on. So if they wanted two flamethrowers, they needed to lose weight somewhere. And the frame is just so darn thick and heavy that yeah. probably the only place they needed to get you know half a pound or yeah. a pound. He, he lives like right around my corner. I can go knock on his door and be like, hey, why, why didn't you do this? Yeah, what gives? <laughs> why did you do this? Um, why are you here? I have no idea who you are. It, it does, <laughs> yeah. Everyone needs paper mache, you know, alternative parts so that they can, you know, just su- uh, sub them out. Yeah. No one will oh, totally. It. Yep. I write that. I think gruff for me i i, I look at, i looked at this fight at the start and i kind of thought if if whiplash is using its spinner because it has got a pure lifter setup as well mm. if it's using its spinner i don't see how gruff wins this because whiplash generally doesn't die like it's only knocked out by very very good machines yeah and gruff would struggle to knock it out and i feel like it was going to be tough to outdrive matt as well um i mean there's no there's no shade on gruff because gruff did a good job they stayed mm. in the fight they kept going for three minutes that's all you can mm. really ask for I mean, I feel their tactics going in, as they said, I guess we've learned we need to be lower next time. I think that their main tactics was just grab a hold burn because as you, yep. as we've said, they've got two two of the flame pods on instead of one this time. So their main tactic was to ignite. And, um, you know, they managed to get some flame in, um, but it is all about that grab and hold and control. And, you know, the, I believe there's a rule where you can't ignite your flamethrower next to the wall. Of the battle box, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, um, so there's there's a barrier, there's just a faint black slash gray line uh, about eight feet away from the wall, and you can use fire within that, and you cannot use it up against the wall. So the whole you know tactic that seems like a great tactic of grabbing them, pushing up against the wall, and then hitting with fire, you cannot do. Uh, yeah, but you can drive them into the wall while the fire's on, as was seen in your fight. Right, right. As long as the, the refs start yelling at you, in yeah, your ear, <laughs> turn it off, turn it off, and Trey's like terrified that someone's gonna melt. Picks up his plane toes. Yeah, does Lexan melt? Let's find out. Tell that to an uppercut next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me. Um, both of them move to one and one. I think Whiplash. It depends who their last fight is, but I think, I'm fairly sure if if it's a, a one and two for them, I think they're going to be there or thereabouts. It's Whiplash. They, they've yeah, been, the- they had to win this fight, if nothing else. Yeah, this, yeah. If they, they lose this fight and go to 0-2... I'm sorry, what? They lost the Sawblaze, darn. Yeah. Right, <laughs> I, I know, darn. Right. <laughs> um, obviously, they got some revenge for their fellow fluorescent yellow brother, which is always yeah. nice. Um, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> um, Gruff, I think they're fairly safe as well, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think you know a win against Hypershock is always fairly good. Obviously, not for Will, bless him, but... <laughs> Um, and Whiplash, as we've said, established you know serial winner at this point. I mean, they they, they mentioned in the in the episode the robots that, they, that Whiplash has lost to. Yeah, they've they've lost quite to a who's who of robots. <laughs> yeah, Tombstone twice, uh, Sawblaze, and Witch Doctor, and Witch Doctor. Yeah, could be worse. <laughs> yeah, and oh, Bite Force. Uh, and yeah. Bite Force. Oh yeah, that robot. Yeah. Bite Force. Never heard of it. Fight Force. Fight Force. Fight Force. um yeah that that pretty much sums up the fight and the episode uh will thank you so much for your time it's been an absolute joy having you on my friend happy to be on pleasure um and yeah best of luck for the rest of the season obviously we can't discuss future fights but i hope that 
machine stays intact of yours because it's Jeff, Jeff I know one of us now. does. <laughs> uh, I have to say, like a bit of like context in, like I, I I thought you know I was determined to get you know try and get you on the podcast this year, so I, I figured I'd ask at some point, and then. I told Jevin, and Jevin just literally exploded with excitement. <laughs> <laughs> so I was due to be coming to to California um, for BattleBots before COVID all flared up, and um, I had asked a, a friend of all of ours, uh, your own Levalu, who is on the yeah. junior team, if he would uh, ask some of the roboteers if I may interview a few people. And Will was very kindly one of the people who said yes. Uh, so to then hear that. I couldn't go and, and I wasn't going to be interviewing Will. I sort of, it was very disheartening. So the fact that you, you've you agreed to come on the show today, is, it means a lot to me. Uh, I'm sure a lot to the other boys. Both Absolutely. me and Steve called Hypershockers. Was it you, Steve, or is it Shane? I can't remember. It, it, is, it is me. Yeah, <laughs> we, we called you to win the season before we knew the context <laughs> of what happened just before the season. So ah, tall order. Yeah. I know. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> we won't hold it against you if it doesn't happen. But, uh... Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> Until next season, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think as it's echoed that we've, you know, been massive fans of Hypershock for the last five years. It's it's yeah. always a robot that, no matter if it wins or loses, it's gonna it's gonna part a show. And I think that's kind of your match, mm-hmm. really. Like, I don't think you, obviously, you like to win, but it's not the be all and end all. And that's the goal, you know, yeah. preferably win. But if we're gonna lose, lose in style. Yeah. Like you said earlier, you're going to keep doing this as long as it's still fun. So, yeah, I mean, we had to buy a neon sign and start to sponsor other robots. That thing's amazing. <laughs> That's something I wanted to discuss. Actually, the the sponsored by Hypershock um, <laughs> is a just such a wonderful thing to do for your fellow roboteers. Um, you know, the the teams that maybe can't afford to get there can't get the big sponsors and everything. The fact that you know you're willing to put some of your own money into the and say, you know what, I love your robot. I'm going to help you out and come to BattleBots. It's it's such, it's a true showing of the camaraderie of, of the roboteers in the community. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, the goal was, the original reason uh, that all of this started was mostly spite. Uh, because there's <laughs> a certain company, I'm not going to name them, but there's mm. a certain company that has sponsored lots of robots and their deal is we'll give you a 25% discount on merch on, on, on our, on our product. And if you make it into the top 16, another 25% top four, 75% off. And if you make it all the way to the finals, we'll finally give you these things for free. Capitalism. Yeah. And we thought that's a load of crap. Like <laughs> I'll sponsor you for, you know, whatever it was. Yes. Yeah, Certain battery company. <laughs> uh, so not crazy amounts of, of money that they're offering up to these teams. It just mm. bothered me at a core level. Um, so I was like, screw it, I'll sponsor you for that. Uh, and then it kind of snowballed into, well, we would like to see uh, a greater diversity of color, <laughs> uh, <laughs> composition, and robot designs. So how do we encourage that without uh, a... Uh, BattleBots selection committee coup. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it makes it makes sense, and I think you know personally, I think the, the flex of having a neon sign in the pits as well is just incredible. I think it's amazing. That's twenty two hundred dollars a day. Worth every penny. And if you oh, want to get yours, uh, just to <laughs> sell all of your organs, probably. Uh, <laughs> That's one less sponsor we can do. 
<laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, anyway, it has been an honest, honestly an absolute joy having one. And I, I hope you come on again. I really do. Absolutely. Happy to. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much. Anyway, I've been Samalit64. I've been Steve the American Killjoy. I've been Multiple Trey. I've been Will from Will's Hypershock, apparently. There we go. <laughs> and the three of us, at least, will see you next week for more BattleBots. We'll see you then. <laughs>